What is up, everybody? Hi, Anthony. <laughs> Hello, Ryan. I feel like it's been a while. It, it's been a minute. I uh, I feel like we survived the apocalypse. We did a, survive the apocalypse, and then we got to watch an apocalypse. So Yeah, and it was really not what happened in the movie. It was just the movie itself. Yeah, I'll take the snowstorm <laughs> over watching that movie again. Um, anyways, guys, welcome to Let's Do a Podcast as usual. I'm Ryan. Over there is Anthony. That's me. We have a special guest today, which we'll introduce in a second. But we are super excited because first podcast ever... Like, it took a long time. You know how much money we had to pay to get this person here? Ryan, we don't have the budget for this. I know. I went all out. I just, I, they have their own trailer. They have their own snacks. I mean, they're not even in the same room as us. That's how special it is. They're like, I cannot be seen. But anyways, all right, cut the music. All right, all right, music cut. He just had that running just underneath the entire podcast. Yeah, I thought about doing that before, but. So before we do anything else, we have to introduce our guest. So, yeah, we're contractually obligated at this yeah. point. I mean, I'm surprised that our guest doesn't start talking yet. I, I probably <laughs> would have been like, "All right, let's just fucking go, let's go." All right, so everybody, we have Hannah Francis. Hello, it's my wife over there. I was waiting for the grand introduction. Uh, it's not as good as most <laughs> other podcasts. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Pretty much as soon as we started doing this podcast, I was like, will you be on an episode? There's always no, no, no. Until it was like Nicholas or Cage Fest. Cage Fest. And we were watching this stupid ass movie. Yeah. And I was like, Hannah, come on. This is perfect. So I have a history with Left Behind. So I yes. had to say yes to Which this one. I think we all kind of have a history. Yeah, we do. We yeah. all have yeah some history with <laughs> yeah, this I mean, franchise. S- so it's almost perfect. And yeah. I was surprised that Anthony picked this one for yeah. us to do. I don't remember picking this one. Yeah, I must which have, is so like, funny. I must have been drunk when I said this. Because yeah. <laughs> I was so shocked whenever he gave, or he started to, to, like naming out all these movies that we were going to watch. I was like, you really want to do Left Behind? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, okay. All right. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about what we're drinking. And then we'll kind of uh, let Hannah talk about, you know, her her little spiel. All right. So we'll ask you questions about your personal life. We'll get really deep. There'll be oh, lots okay. of crying. It's normal stuff. Oh, I forgot my tissues. Oh, no. Brian, that was required in the contract. Mm-hmm. Tissues. Okay. So anyways, the beer, not a beer that we're drinking today, is actually a mead. Cool. <laughs> I've only had one mead before, so I'm really interested how this is going to taste. I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. This is my uh, first mead ever. Yeah. It's a Breaking Brew Meadery, and from them, uh, it is I'm Peachy Tangerine, which I thought was an impeachment joke, like all these other beers I've seen with the I'm Peachment mm-hmm. jokes. Uh, but this is I'm Peachy Tangerine. It is a peach and tangerine-flavored a uh, session mead. So a right. lot of meads, uh, if you're familiar with them, are pretty pretty high ABV. Uh, you have like a little bit at a time, you know, like like the Vikings, the Vikings did. Vikings drink the full horn and then they just like go and pillage a village, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that rhymed. That was pretty nice. <laughs> uh, well, you t- this, this is something you can sit down and sip on. But uh, you guys have tried this. You guys actually went and visited uh, the Breaking, Breaking Brew Meadery uh, up in Farmer's Branch. How was it? Yeah, tell them all about it, Hannah. Oh, I mean, we liked it. Um, it's a small tap room, 
but it wasn't very busy when we went. Um, we got a f- couple flights to share so we could try a little bit of everything and they are all delicious. Uh, I might have had a little bit too much <laughs> and had to go home and take a nap for a couple hours <laughs> after visiting the place. Yes, yeah, it was a little. I would go back for sure. Oh, yeah. No, it was it was really good. It was a cool place. Nice, the, chill vibe. The people working there were really nice. The, the guy that was talking to us and talking to the other couple that was there, right? Um, he said his son was the brewer. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, he, he knew a lot about mead and a lot about the process and he, we got to kind of overhear him explain a lot of it to the people sitting at the bar. It's like the only thing I ever knew about mead was it's made with honey. Whereas like with beer, it's made with like, uh, the wheat and hops, uh, more so than the, yeah. than with the honey. So yeah, I, I, anytime I've had something like this, it's always like very strong honey flavors, but just now tasting this, it's very, uh, we were talking about this a little bit beforehand, but it's very, it's pretty much got like a uh, peach rings uh, vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, because I think with the combination of that and the, uh, the tangerine flavor, it just kind of gives it that a little bit of that bent there. It's less of the honey flavor. I think the honey sweetness kind of plays into it a little bit and gives it that, uh, gives it more of that sweetness that you get from like a candy. And it's not too sweet either, which I really like, like, <clears throat> like whatever we were trying to figure out what we were going to drink, First, I think, oh, we could do a cider, but ciders are just, for me, it's so heavy on the sweet side. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're like, well, we'll do a mead, because I knew mead's on the, it can be on a sweet side. I mean, we had some mead that was not sweet, just very. Very strong. Very, very strong. They had one that was like a bourbon barrel yeah, age yeah. one, and that one, it wasn't as sweet, but it was very strong flavored. Yeah, it was intense, but uh I think it's like bourbon barrel, anything. I got this bourbon barrel coffee uh, just recently, and it's like, okay, I don't know. There's no alcohol content in this, but it's just like got a very strong kind of bourbon flavor to huh, it. That's yeah. weird. No, that sounds yeah, good. I'll have to show that to you later. Yeah. It makes weird cold brew, though. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, the meter is actually pretty close to Odd Muse. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I think it was about five minutes from Odd Muse, which was... Or less. Yeah, because... Like, I used to, that was on my way home from work. It used to be, at least, on Muse. So after we got there, I was like, oh, my God. I didn't realize how close this was, like, on my way home, or else I probably would have stopped there a few times. But I know we had wanted to go there for a long time, but they have pretty limited hours. Yeah, super limited. And so we just never have, but I'm glad we went. Yeah, good experience. I mean, we figured we need to drink something that's really, really good. You know, if we're going to do a really, really bad movie. So. Well, it's like a, well, it's the whole theory of this podcast, right? Uh, bad movies, good beer, yeah, right? Yeah. You got to balance it out somewhere, right? Yeah, we had to go extremely good because, like, I really <laughs> like this. It's, it's you, a, you like this movie? Well, uh, I really like this mead. <laughs> I really like this mead. Um, Almost got you. You're not going to get me with this fucking movie. Um but uh, so I'm looking at some of the reviews here on Untapped, uh, just kind of reading what some people are saying about it. So uh, we got from uh, Marshall L here. Uh, he says it tastes as heavenly as it smells. Tangy tangerines tease the tongue to starts, then finishes with a delightfully peachy flourish. Oh, such a tease! Wow, that's poetry right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I like those words there. Shit, I just gave it a thumbs up. Yeah. Just... <laughs> uh, here's another one though from uh, Adrian C. Yummy. Ooh, that like sums it. it up to that's me. A, yeah. That's a good. Re- yeah. That's a good review as I think, well. I think. Yeah, that's a good place, honestly, to end those reviews. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a perfect. Yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, but uh, we'll give our reviews here when we get towards the end of the podcast like we usually do. But mm-hmm. just for everybody's context here, it comes in right now at a 3.95 uh, for, their, for their rating. So that's pretty good. Did you ever say the APV on this? Uh, uh, six and a half. Six and a six half. half percent, yeah. Which is pretty low for most of their stuff, so. Yeah. Their traditional means were more like 14%. Yeah. Yeah, so it's about a barrel-aged stout that you yeah, get that's from like, somewhere. Yeah, that's like, uh, yeah, that's like double imperial barrel-aged <laughs> stout but territory. But they're easier to drink because they're sweet, so they're very dangerous. <laughs> As Hannah knows. <laughs> from personal experience, yeah, I right. can tell you. I will say the one thing that I find kind of odd about this, the mouthfeel is a little bit different than what you would expect for a beer. Whereas a beer typically has like some form of like fizz or bubble to it, a little bit of like carbon carbonation to it. Uh, this has none of that. Uh, mm. I don't know if it was uh, how it was when you guys got it off the tap uh, at the tap room. It's just like this. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it is what it is. It's kind of more like a, the, the mouthfeel, like a juice a little bit. It's got mm. some viscosity to it because of the honey. Well, they say mead, it's more kind of like on the wine side. Yeah. So... That's that's true. Yeah, I did I did read about that when I was doing a little bit of reading on what meat is. Mm. Again, it's been a very long time for me. So, <laughs> but that's what we got right now. We'll keep drinking this and keep you up to speed on what our thoughts are about this. Anything you want to add about the the mead, Hannah? No, before I we think move on? we covered it all. Yes, Anthony tends to. It's tasty. I like that. This was my favorite one that we tried yeah. at the top room. And really, so. we we tried quite a few of them. But, yes, uh, we did. Yes. We yeah. did. Yeah, I tend uh, to suck the air out of the room, so. <laughs> no, and I but told Hannah, again. on the way here, I told Hannah, I was like, anytime you want to talk, just interrupt, and it'll be okay with Anthony. Hey, <laughs> I'm just here for the ride, and you guys are driving. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, like talk- <laughs> so drink up for yeah, driving. I talk a lot for, for my job, so. <laughs> as, long as, as long as my jaws are moving, I'm, uh, I, I have a job, so, so I just <laughs> keep going. So, Ryan, is there any other beer news going on that you've been tracking? No, I've been slacking on that job. I always forget that that's my job. Uh, I have beer news. Oh, Hannah has beer news. Kind of. (laughs) What's your beer news? Well, just about, um, you know, when we had the power outages and people losing water at their homes and all of that, a lot of the breweries were providing water for people that didn't have water at home. So there were a lot of breweries around here where they said, you know, bring your containers and we'll fill it up with clean water for you and... So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and yeah. Congr- uh, thank, thank you to yeah all the breweries who did that sort of thing. That's a that's a great service. I know uh, nine oh three was canning a bunch of water to yeah. you know drive out to places and give people water, and they eventually ran out of cans, but they left a. Um, they said you know people come come and fill your containers up and everything and celestial i think did it too filling up containers mm-hmm. and they also said you know if you don't have power if you want to just come and warm up we have power here you don't have to buy anything just come sit in here so yeah and even in you know houston and other areas of texas there were breweries doing the same thing yep yeah it's like and uh, to everybody out there listening if you were if if you do happen to live in Texas I don't know necessarily the distribution of our the, where our listeners live but most if, of them are Texas yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I, I imagine most of them were in Texas yeah. since we talk about Texas beers a lot uh, but uh, if you uh, if you were in here uh, in the area and you were uh, going through the snowstorm hope everybody uh, survived okay uh, and uh, yeah we uh, we fared okay uh, some utility issues here and there <laughs> uh, some more than others. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we fared just fine. We just had a little bit of a delay on recording our episode. So yeah, that's why we've got like almost a month since uh, it's it's like getting almost a month, a month since we last recorded, right? 
Oh yeah, about yeah. Yeah, because we didn't really do any of this last month. I was, I was like, we are. Our last episode that I posted, that was like the last that I had saved up from all of our extra stuff. I was like, okay, we actually have to do this now. Yeah. There, there's no putting it off. But um, yeah. So I mean, as I that's can, my beer news. Yeah, oh, I, I got beer news. Oh, okay. So we always, at, particularly at this point in the year, we always start talking about. In addition to Cage Fest, we start getting hyped up for Big Texas Beer Fest. <laughs> as everybody's aware, it got canceled last year because yeah. COVID. It didn't get canceled. It got postponed to the next year, which I count as canceled. Uh, so I'm still holding a ticket, uh, unlike some other people in this room. <laughs> I got my money back, and I'm happy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, on the news, uh, on the news front for that, uh, in case you were wondering, uh, the for the Big Texas Beer Fest, they haven't. They're not doing it early portion of this year again. Uh, they have found a date though, and the date has been pushed back to November 12th through 13th of 2021 mm. so uh if you're if you are looking forward to the big texas beer fest that's when we're looking at the the time frame for it right now is a uh, latter portion of this year hopefully everybody almost everybody who wants a vaccine has gotten it and we can go ahead with this event so yeah we'll see. i'm looking forward to it because last time we went to it was like almost two two years ago and that was like a freaking ball so i guess that was about two years ago yeah just about yeah. those were some fun adventures before this podcast yeah it's before we even started recording right yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because yeah. we've been doing this a little over a year now. So, yeah, I guess that's pretty much the beer news. So, um, yeah, it's all more or less quiet on the beer front, uh, particularly with, uh, with, yeah, with the recovery from all this going on still. So, oh, we are going to Houston. That's uh, beer mm. news for ourselves. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing a hitting up a few places that we really like. So, for her birthday, actually, Hannah's hitting the big uh, 3 1, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. You give me the look. I was like, oh, shit. No, wait. How old are you? <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't exactly going to announce my age on oh. this podcast, but... Yeah, congratulations, Orion. <laughs> Great. I'll just fucking edit that out. I don't even care. <laughs> <clears throat> I have the power. So, talking about power, let's uh, get into this movie. <laughs> All right. This, this fucking movie. Oh, that's not what I meant. That's to too hit. early for that. That's not what... We can't boo the movie yet. Yeah. All right. Oh. We're already showing our hand quite a bit on what we think about yeah. this movie, so... So, this movie. Anthony? All right. You're Let up. me set the scene for you here. <laughs> Left behind. <laughs> Just like that. There you go. Yeah. That's a stupid sound effect All right. for you. So, let me read the synopsis here, and then we'll get into this. And uh, set the clock. 30 minutes. I'm going to get through this thing. Hold on. Or do I need to 30 minutes? Do I got to set my own clock? No, I got you. Hold on. I didn't have it up. Yeah, it's like, you gotta stop me, otherwise I'm gonna talk for like an hour and a half, so. All right, ready, set, and go. All right, so, left behind, the entire planet is thrown into mayhem when millions of people disappear without a trace. All that remains are their clothes and their belongings. Uh, Unmanned vehicles, which I, when I read this, I was like, unmanned vehicles? Like, unmanned aircraft? Like, drones and stuff? Not, not the case. Unmanned vehicles crash and planes fall from the sky uh, overwhelming emergency forces and causing massive gridlock, riots, and chaos. Airline pilot Ray Steele, played by Nicolas Cage, struggles to save the lives of passengers who remain on his flight while his daughter races to find her brother and mother, both of whom have disappeared. <laughs> this movie... 
I mean, that's I think that's almost enough of a breakdown of that damn movie. Yeah, it's it was a pretty long one. I like you know I write these things out, and then my hands were getting tired after writing that all out. So I know that you have two pages, so we'll have to make sure that we don't go through all two pages. No, I can I can get through this stuff pretty quickly. Yeah, I just put the highlights in here. All right, so I figured we'll let you uh, kind of. blow through it real quick, and then we'll all talk about all the stupid shit, because I know Harris right. has plenty of it. So in case you weren't aware, so this is, again, this is part of our Cage Fest, the Cage Fest for 2021. So let's just put that at the top of the thing, top of the marquee here. Uh, yeah, but uh, this is a religious movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, much, to, much to my chagrin after I, I realized, I should have known this. I didn't think about it when I suggested this, but it's a very religious movie. <laughs> not, not very. This is a somewhat religious movie. They don't make it very obvious, I don't think, until, <sighs> except in some parts. What? What? There, there are some parts that are very obvious. It's like, oh, Were this you is drunk like when a you very religious this? movie. No, actually, I was quite sober. <laughs> I didn't want to be struck down while I watched this movie. But uh, so the opening of this movie uh, gave me like a flashback to when I was a kid uh, and uh, going do, going to the church on a regular basis. Uh, it started with that soft piano music in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, it was uncharacteristic. Number one, it was uncharacteristic for like an apocalyptic movie. But uh, I don't know uh, about you guys and your experience, but like going in church, it's always that weird soft background piano music. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminded me of. It's just like playing over the entire beginning part of that movie, which again. It was like it did not match what was going on at all. Like they were like rushing to like the airport or something, and it's just like this. <laughs> right? It was yeah. nuts. Uh, Jump in at any time. I don't have anything right now. Okay. Uh, it did start with that very overt Christian message, though. So yeah, it does give you. I, I take it back. It does give you like the uh, the I mean, look up front. It's like yes, overt. And isn't there like Chick Fil A very? Well, I missed that's that. What Somebody I... mentioned that to me. Yeah, I think I mentioned that to oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> because when I, I we watched this movie before, um, We've before seen it a this few times. time, I've yeah, seen, it's so good. I've we keep it before, watching it. But <laughs> I remembered there being like a prominent display of Chick Fil A. But then when I watched it this time, there was that. It was when the daughter is in the mall with the little brother, um, and they're in the food court, and you see Chick Fil A right behind them. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of brands displayed throughout the whole movie. And I think it was less product placement and more like wherever they filmed had these signs and they just didn't take the time to remove them or change them in any way. They were just, yeah, because you could see all the different restaurants and stores and things like that. And it didn't seem like there was a reason to be showing them. Yeah. I forgot to, cause I, I thought about that before you watched it. I was like, okay, I want to see how much I can find of like Chick-fil-A. Cause I, we both mentioned that. And yeah, I forgot, so... Or it could have even been in the other version of the movie, but... Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, oh, this is yeah. this is the second... The Kirk Cameron... <laughs> this is a remake of the, of the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, the originals, there's three or four movies. Yeah, they got oh. a whole... They went the whole series on that one. Oh, jeez. Uh, but, uh, so... Uh, it's... Uh, what's, what is it? Uh, so we have the characters Chloe... Uh, who is the daughter of Nicolas Chloe Cage? Steel. Chloe Steele. Which uh, you want them to be a lot name. cooler with the last name yeah, Steele. Steel, yeah, come on, but not so much. Yeah, uh, and she runs into uh, this dude named Cameron. Goes by the name Buck. He's like this globe-trotting, roving reporter, and uh, he's like walking. I guess he's like famous. People know who he is. He's like an Anderson Cooper type guy. I guess. Yeah, he's yeah. like a TV reporter. Yeah. 
but he's walking. Location. Yeah, he's walking through the airport trying to get to his next flight, uh, flying to London. I guess is what they're trying to do, and he all these people come up and uh, are like trying to get his autograph, like uh, talk to him. And then there's this one lady. Do you read the Bible? <laughs> so again, this is a this is a religious movie. Yeah. Uh, so it's meant to portray these as I would imagine they're meant to tra- portray these people as like the good guys, the good people. I got distinct crazy vibes off this lady. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. I mean, even uh, this the daughter. She even was just like, Chloe. Oh, she, yeah, Chloe. She's. Even she was just like, yeah, this crazy girl at the airport, you know, yeah. like. I was like, but it's like, I feel like in some of these other movies, I've seen a few religious movies in my day and it's meant to, sometimes it shows like the religious person and you can like, depending on your perspective on things, you can be like, I think they're the ones that are in the right and these people are bad. Uh, but I feel like, I don't know if anybody could see this person as a sane person, like just accosting somebody randomly in the airport uh about reading the bible yeah Uh, the tone about that was very interesting because you have that lady who came off as very extreme and then even in the airport when cameron aka buck williams is talking to chloe and they're talking about you know her mom being very religious and all of this their conversation was very you know not believing of any of this religion apocalypse kind of talk that's happening they're talking about you know oh they think all these earthquakes and disasters are signs of the end of the world and right, all that. right and they're kind of talking about it in a mocking way or maybe not mocking but just you can tell that they don't believe it but then in the course of the movie you find out oh those religious fanatics were actually right all along so it's kind of like it's, it was hard to tell what, you know, what the movie was saying at sometimes yeah. because it was like <laughs> very portraying them yeah. as very extreme. But then, oh, they were right in the end. And it was God that did this. Makes me uh, makes me think of this other movie I, uh, I recently saw where it's basically these two brothers go back to a cult that they like left and got deprogrammed from. Uh, but then they go back and visit like their family who's still in the cult. And it turns out the cult was right, and people are getting abducted by aliens. It's like kind of that type of thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, the crazy people were right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, even at that one point where it shows where the crazy old man, homeless guy with the sign, like, he went to heaven. Even I think he said out loud, like, oh, the crazy guy with the sign was right. He he went to heaven. Like, yeah, because he she walks past, and there's a sign that says, the end is near, with near crossed out, and it said, here. And they were just closed which, by yeah, it. Thank God he, had, he, he did time that. Yeah, he did that, that right before. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, there's God. Let me, let me mark this out real quick. He's like, I, I got a feeling. I got a feeling. Right. Oh, got to do it real quick. <laughs> Don't want to run out of time. So, uh, so uh, driving on with this. Uh, so uh, we are. Uh, so the reason Chloe's in the airport, though, oh, yeah. she's getting she's she, back. She's coming to. So uh, she's coming to DC. Is it DC or New no, York? New York. No, okay. They, they live in New York, which I was confused because, again, uh, I think you've read the book, right? Ryan, have you read the book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I read the book. It take, it's actually in Chicago, uh, which oh, I was I don't even remember. About. I don't remember that either. either. I thought it was in Chicago for the longest time because in the book, they, they all live in Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Yeah. So it, was, it all takes place. All this takes place at O'Hare. Uh, but I know for the reasons of the movie and how they did the movie, it I know why they made it in New York. It's because you can't have somebody crash into the ocean if they're flying out of Illinois, you know? 
<laughs> anyways, well, that's getting far ahead in the movie. Uh, but she, the reason she's there is to confront her dad because he's ditching on his own birthday party. Well, she's coming home from college. Yeah, for the birthday party, right? Yeah, to surprise him for his birthday. And then he apparently got called into work last minute and had to fly to London. But it wasn't last minute. No, you quickly find out that he was lying about that. But yeah. but he's like scored tickets to U2. So that's I would I would ditch my own birthday party to go see U2. So as, I mean, <laughs> I don't even like you. Attendant? I wouldn't even I don't even like U2, <laughs> the, but I would go see them because you can just say, hey, I went and saw U2. So I wouldn't go. You would not be able to get me to go to U2. Well, you can give me your tickets then. <laughs> Here you go. I got them two weeks ago whenever I knew I was going to be flying over to London. Yeah. But uh, so the, the thing I thought was really interesting. So this is, again, crowded airport. This is like uh, like JFK or uh, LaGuardia. It was JFK, or JFK. Yeah. Uh, But so uh, Mr. Cage, Mr. Rayford Steele is coming up on the escalator. Uh, cr- again, crowded airport. And he like looks and he sees his daughter 100 paces. He's got like a heat seeking vision. He sees his daughter like in the crowd. I thought it was like the weirdest thing. And he just like bolts right over. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he was expect almost like he was expecting. You her have to 20 be minutes, there. by the way. Oh my God, I'm going way too slow. We're yeah, still in like are. a first scene in the movie. I know. But anyways, let's yeah. Let's go, let's he, go, let's go. real quick. I'm going to cut you off right at the time too. <laughs> All right. Uh, but we're going forward here. Uh, yada, yada, yada. He still gets on the plane. They they argue, whatever. Uh, she finds out that he's planned this. Uh, she finds the YouTube, uh, the YouTube tickets. But the other thing that's happened is she has this conversation with Buck, like this real in-depth thing at Green Mountain Coffee, another brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they end up kissing at the end. I was like, "Whoa, this is moving fast." Did they kiss? He he kissed her. No, yeah. not like, at on the, the coffee cheek. shop. Oh yeah, yeah. on yeah. the oh. cheek before he left. Uh, I was I was like, Dude. which for a religious movie, that's yeah. like a big thing. Yeah, I was like, I mean, but fast. they're heathens. No, no, but oh, that's true. <laughs> they are heathens. But it was it was still like even even for heathens, it was pretty damn fast. That's true. I don't think I would kiss somebody on the cheek that I met like for the last and talked for like yeah, 10 minutes. Yeah, talked for like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, even if you had you. this in-depth, in-depth conversation, it's still like, you, dude, no, 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 no. Yeah, shoot. Yeah. I feel like a normal person would like back away, but like, ah, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, might, I wrote it down there. I wrote it out down there. It's like Buck's coming super hard there. He's coming on super hard there. He's like, uh, there he, has to be a big age difference between them too. Yeah, yeah, right. She's still in college. She's in college, and he's a famous journalist. Uh, he just just a number for heathens. <laughs> I was like, he's, at, at best, he's like in his mid to late twenties. So, and she could be like in her early twenties, maybe. I don't know. Which, by the way, we didn't talk about who plays him. Chad, Chad Michael, Michael Murray, Murray. the heartthrob of the 2000s. What else, what was he in? I don't even remember what he was in. He was in he was in stuff and things. Yeah, what what makes him such a heartthrob? Was he in like those teen movies like was he in like The Maze Runner and No. Stuff like he that. He was in stuff before that. Oh. She's looking it up right now. Yeah. So here I'll, I'll pause. I think he was yeah, we can. You can kind of skip ahead through this part. Well, yeah, I'll cut. Th- I'm pausing his timer. He was in. Oh, he was oh, in. Oh, okay, we're still recording now. Okay. Yeah. He was in One Tree Hill. That's I think what he was oh, really known for. That's what I knew. He known. was in one of those kind of teen drama shows. Yeah. Um, but he was in like some kind of Disney movies. Yeah, he was in sense. Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan. Okay. Oh, he's that right. guy. He was in yeah. a okay. Cinderella story with Hilary Duff. Ugh. So a lot so of those like kind of teen movies, yeah. yeah, in the in the early two thousands. 
All right, now I'm hitting resume. All right, so <laughs> so just so we uh, so we're we're on the plane. Uh, we're hanging out in the uh, we're hanging out in the uh, first class section. We also see uh, little sh- shots here and there of the coach section. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, this is a transatlantic uh, airliner. This aircraft looks way too small because there's like a row of like ten people in the coach section. There's like a row of like ten people in the first first class section. I was like, this airplane is like holding like a way too few people. It's like this weird. It's like uh, whereas like the TARDIS and Doctor Hugh is bigger on the inside. This airplane is smaller on the inside. So <laughs> Hannah knew. I knew Anthony would have a lot to say about the plane aspects of the movie. So I'm like, sure we'll get into more of that, that later. Well, stuff. well, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I will give credit to uh, at least uh, Nick Cage. At least he like did his research. He like almost everything he did was like pretty correct. Like in the uh, the aircraft set wasn't that bad. It was old, but like it was like an old a- aircraft. It wasn't like something that you would fly even when this movie came out. Uh, but it was still pretty accurate for what it was. So. Yeah. And well, he, yeah, they did. Yeah, a, they go. did a pretty good job with it. So they, they made at least, some at least they did good on that part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, so we we get to meet some of the other folks in the uh, first class cabin. This is where we spend like a good chunk of the movie is in this first class area here. They're yeah. in the cockpit, and a little bit of time like <laughs> I mean, it's with first Chloe. class. Why would you spend any time anywhere else? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but we we meet some of the folks. We meet this crazy conspiracy theorist hyperjet dude. Uh, the, uh, I, I, I called this guy like the oil tycoon bear, uh, the oil tycoon or whatever he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like a Texas businessman. Yeah, yeah. Texas businessman. Uh, we meet, uh, the football player's wife and her daughter. We meet the surly, uh, short dude. Uh, he was from Pirates in the Caribbean. I forget what his name was. Um, uh, Martin Kleb. Oh, he, I guess I probably recognize, I yeah. knew I recognized him I, from somewhere. I thought, and it took me a second, I, 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 for, for some reason I thought it was Vernon Troyer, uh, who plays Mini-Me in, uh, the, uh, the Austin Powers awesome movies, Powers. but I was like, I took, I, I had to, I thought for a second, it's like, that's not him, it's, it's the, uh, it's the guy from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, which he's interesting in those movies, he's in a bunch of other stuff too, uh, but he... He plays like a, a just like a guy. He's just angry mm-hmm. at everybody. Very angry. Yeah, but I he was like to me the most interesting character. Oh, in this movie. he was the most entertaining. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, There's the, a specific part that was just so funny. Go uh, ahead. The toothbrush scene, right? Oh no. Oh, I like the toothbrush I scene. Don't know. What's your what's your scene, Hannah? So when they're you know talking about theories of what happened to the people that disappeared, and they said. What if they're just invisible? They're not really gone. So he goes over to a seat and he's putting his hand like to see if he can oh, feel the yeah. person. And then he licks his finger and it's like he's giving them a <laughs> oh, wet yeah. willy. Yeah. And then he kind of shrugs like, uh, whatever. Guess not. <laughs> it's just a very weird like, yeah, this is what he would do to the person yeah. if yeah. they were there. There had to be some improv on that there, yeah. yeah. Hey, he might be invisible. Fucking wet willy time. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you have 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Well... Uh, so the other thing I noticed is like, so the pilots are in there. Uh, they're flying. The one thing I thought was found was incorrect is that the pilots were flying with their jackets on. Pilots do not fly with those things on. They take those suckers off as soon as they get in the cockpit. <laughs> the, those are uncomfortable to fly in. Uh, so, ba, 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 ba. so, okay. There were some other characters in that first class area. But yeah. Uh, there's the old man and his wife. Uh, and I there think- was the, the blonde girl that, Apparently, had like a, a, the drug addict. She was like a rich, yeah, socialite or something. Yeah, she did drugs. There were the two guys that were looked Middle Eastern in some way. Yeah, yeah. I hated whenever he made the comment, like, "This is nothing terrorists can do." I'm like, 
why are you all of a sudden well, assuming? Well, that's I think they were there because people suspected them immediately. Yeah, but this is a this is like three years post nine eleven. So that's yeah. everyone's first instinct is it was these guys. Yeah, one of, which spoiler alert: one of the guys disappears and one of them doesn't. Mm. I thought it was the guy's wife that disappears. No, it, it was a lady. There's two guys. Oh, I thought it was. Well, one they're of them the older the couple. Was uh, no like the uh, the uh, the Middle Eastern gentleman? I thought it was him and his wife. Oh. I thought it was two guys I it was together. Two guys too. Yeah, I thought it was his wife that disappeared. Oh, uh, we may have to go back and check the footage. Hannah's about to look it up right now. <laughs> right. So I don't know. Uh, if I'll but be able to just find driving it. on. So we 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 do see we get to the part where everybody disappears. Yeah. Uh, the rapture, what what have you? Uh, the, the stuff that I found really interesting. So this is happening uh, not only in the airplane, but this is also happening. Uh, we actually see this occur when she's hugging her uh, little brother oh when they God. went to the mall. And I'm not even, I, we don't have time to get into the part where the mall where they had the breakdancing sequence. Which, I mean, just honestly, if you're not going to watch the movie, just go to that part. It's pretty fucking funny. It's, it reminded me so much of Mac and Me, uh, where they have the dance scene <laughs> in the McDonald's. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's just like this random breakdancing thing in this, in this oh, mall. so bad. Uh, but uh, she's hugging her brother, and all of a sudden, like it's like smash cut. The kid is gone. Mm-hmm. She's hugging the clothes. Oh, yeah. That cut hug- was just... Oh. so bad <laughs> it was so i was like is there not a better way you could do this uh you like put it even do like the star trek phaser phasing away thing uh, and, uh, have <laughs> and just have Beam them transport away yeah and also in the mall you know it was showing where a bunch of people had disappeared and everything and at one point there's clothes that fall down from like the second floor yeah, down to the down to the first floor and we were like why were they jumping off the <laughs> yeah. Stairs or something when there's this like, happens. There's some weird stuff that happens with it. so so effects of the uh, of the rapture here. So when it occurs on the airplane, all of a sudden they get turbulence. Mm-hmm. So the rapture apparently causes turbulence. Yeah. Uh, the uh, all around all the well, mall. I will say when it happened, Nicholas Cage was in the back talking to one of the flight attendants, and his co-pilot was flying, but the co-pilot disappeared. So in that moment. That might have been why there was turbulence, maybe. Well, well here's the other thing: is like he probably the if the pilot would have probably had it on autopilot, mm-hmm. and if he were not in the seat, that plane would just keep going. If you think back to the Malaysian Air uh, crash where the plane uh, just kind of flew and then it crashed into the sea, that thing just flew itself until it ran out of gas and then it crashed. Uh, so that it, the Nicholas Cage could have never got. Just, if it were accurate to it how it, on auto, flight, it, 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 it should have just kept flying in a straight line. But until I think they that's changed what it. they were trying to. To show, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. He's They're flying, to, they, but, yeah. well, because yeah, later on, it, later yeah. on, he he leaves the cockpit and no one is there, and he's you know in the back right, of the plane. The so pilot, yeah, yeah, it is flying still. So yeah, but I think that was what it was going for. Was like, yeah, I think so. The pilot's not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, so other stuff that happens. Uh, apparently, as soon as people rapture out of the cars, the accelerators get stuck all the way down. <laughs> I said that too. I was just like, how is it that all of a sudden you get raptured and that means? Cars go a lot faster. Well, their <laughs> shoes are still on the pedal. Maybe no. they have really heavy <laughs> tell shoes. You what, after this, go put your shoe on our pedal and we'll see what happens. No. I can tell you shit's not It won't happen. happen with my shoe, but with your shoes, maybe. Still no. Yeah, there's way too many cars. I don't I don't think there's that many people with giant feet like yeah. that. If there's a brick inside the shoe, yeah, they'll they'll do it. Uh, but, but uh, so, and the other thing I was thinking is like, can, there can't be that many people who are getting raptured based on like who's supposed to be supposed to, supposedly getting raptured. And so I was like, all right, let me check the stats here on the uh, the uh, assessments of like Christians versus other religions. 
And so I did find if you if you just say all Christians got raptured and everybody who says they're Christian, we're talking about 30 percent of the world's population here. So it could look something like this if they were all in the U.S., though. Maybe. Yeah. It's because, yeah, it's a very it's, high number. Yeah. It says worldwide. What does it say? Like tens of millions. Yeah. I think in the movie is what they said at one point. Which they, I didn't write down the number here, but yeah, it's like in the hundreds of millions across the world is what they're saying, what yeah. they say. But they, but that's counting like Catholics and uh, Protestants, uh, which depending on which sect you ask, they'll be like, those guys aren't going. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, really, when you really get down to it, uh, the, for the group that made this, you're thinking like maybe 7% of the world's population. But anyways, uh, we get, uh, oh, and the, here's the other thing I thought about this. It had to be Thanos. <laughs> As that was the snap. This, this seriously. If this, uh, if like Endgame or Infinity War or whatever happened, but it was on like a different planet, and the and Earth was none the wiser, that's what it would look like, right? Everybody, yeah. would, people would just start disappearing, but nobody would know what the fuck is going on. I mean, it's yeah, it's a version of that, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, Thanos. What are you gonna do? Game <laughs> Infinity Infinity Stones. Uh, also, also. So the uh, so you think you would think that after the uh, rapture happens that things would settle down pretty quickly, cars would stop careening, uh, and whatnot. Because again, people disappeared. It's going to happen all qu- pretty quickly, and things are going to settle down where people weren't. No, she leaves. She leaves the mall and she goes to other places, and cars are still whizzing by with nobody in them. Again, stuck accelerators. <laughs> I, I, I swear, this is this is not the work of God. This is the work of like Loki or something like that. <laughs> And then the small plane that is apparently landed yeah. crashes into the car. Yeah. That was, see, that was the one I was like, okay, that's how that would occur. If nobody's in that airplane, then yeah, it's going to probably glide like that and just like kind of land wherever and fly in a straight line. Because those airplanes are pretty stable, so. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, so the uh, other, uh, other happenings, uh, so we, we're kind of dealing, dealing with the aftermath here. This is now a disaster movie, right? Uh, we see a Western cowboy it's robbing a, a jewelry store. <laughs> we see a Western cowboy robbing a jewelry store. I was like, this has to be somebody who like won a contest to get to be in this movie and be whatever character they want. <laughs> now I took that as he was protecting. Yeah, his store. I thought he was the store he, like, owner, the guy with the gun. The, but he left the store, or or did he no. leave the store? No, no, no because so he. Go ahead. So Chloe's walking by this store, and all of a sudden, there's this shot and it's very sudden and everything there's a guy on the ground that was apparently shot he was the robber and he had on a mask in it like a uh-huh. ski mask or whatever and he was the one that got shot and then there was the guy with the shotgun i think he was like the pawn shop or jewelry store owner because yeah. he pointed the gun at her like you better get out of here yeah and that's how i took she it left. But, but that but that whole sequence is like full-on western music and the guy's like wearing oh, a cowboy yeah. hat and shit yeah. oh yeah <laughs> and it's like it was like totally tonal shift there. Meow, meow, meow. Well, and really, even before that, when they're still in the mall, as soon as the rapture happens, everyone starts looting the mall. There's people yeah, carrying like, TVs they, out. They, they didn't, even didn't wait, wait a second. But so what I said was, you know, the people who are left are all the bad people. So obviously, that's what they would resort to first is just start stealing because 
all the good people just left. So anything, all the inhibited, they just didn't, the only reason people don't steal shit is because they're, they don't want like the people who are good in their lives to like make fun of them or like chide them. Yeah. So as soon as people are gone, they're like, all right, well, here I go robbing again. <laughs> yeah. It was just mass chaos. Uh, I can get back to my roots. People yeah. stealing, people <laughs> fighting over whatever they had in their hands. Yeah. It was like a jacket. You're like, why are you just, you, why are you fucking fighting over this jacket? Like. Yeah. Uh, so the guy on the motorcycle stole the girl's brother's backpack. He, she was carrying, yeah. which you know there was nothing valuable in there. That it was like an eight-year-old's hey, backpack. Hey, he got a new glove. Yeah, there was All a right. glove in there. You know a what? new glove. And he was going to the mall for that eighty percent off <laughs> sale at GameStop. <laughs> yeah, I, that was a weird drop in there too. Can we go to Ma? It's eighty percent off at GameStop. I busted up. I was like one. 80% off at GameStop? You're out of your fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, number one, that. And uh, he's like, no, he's not. You know he's not going there for the sale. He's got to drive up that price of the GameStop stock, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. Like, he's like Wall Street bets, man. I got to get this stock going up. He was way before the, the time. Yeah. yeah. He was, I bet he was pissed whenever he got raptured. He was like, yeah, I was about to make a shit ton of money. He's like, no, nah, man, I'm holding it on for. I'm holding on the GameStop stock forever. <laughs> <laughs> Diamond hands, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so uh, the other, the, my other favorite part of this movie, uh, and I read, I read an article about this because uh, I, I, I was looking for more information on this, anything that kind of gives insight into how this movie was made. Uh, and the scene we see as she's still looking for her brother and her mom. She, we, we find out the mom's gone too, uh, which makes sense because the mom was like uber Christian, uh, talk, trying to talk her, talk to her daughter and all that stuff. Uh, but she goes to the hospital to try to find uh, them. Maybe they're at the hospital. Uh, she can't get in the front. Uh, <laughs> there's just a bunch of people standing in front of the door, so she doesn't even try. She just goes around to the side and takes a smoking sign and just, like, bashes in <laughs> the, window. the window. The window crawls but here, in. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. She the is. look of discomfort on her face is totally realistic. Uh, like, she, like, she, you can see she's trying not to, like, cut her hands like in real life on the glass there <laughs> it's, it, it looks like something out of like one of those movies where they like just scare the shit out of the actors to make it look realistic it's like that like looked like it was real like she was we really don't have the she was budget for fake glass that's safe <laughs> so you're gonna do this for yeah. real what i like too is whenever it showed her inside you could tell that she just walked in that front door too. Yeah. Like <laughs> she didn't walk out of a room. She all of a sudden shows her inside the hospital and it's like the front door is right behind you and it's not it's busy. Where well, ambulances are coming. They're coming from the ambulance. Yeah. Or yeah. And the other thing too is like it with the, with the giant crowd in front of the hospital, you'd think like all hell's breaking loose in that mall. Uh, and the, and the hospital, I mean, but the hospital, it's normal. Yeah. I it mean, it looks like a, your typical, your typical mass casualty type event, but it's like orderly in there, you know? Things are they working like they're supposed to be. They yeah. were prepared. Yeah. They were prepared for half of their medical staff to disappear. Yeah. Uh, you have uh, about six minutes. All right. So moving on. Uh, so uh, the whole thing now with uh, the airplane, they decide they're going to turn around. Uh, since they only have one pilot, they're going to head back. Uh, they can't get a hold of anybody on the ground. Air traffic control... <laughs> this is where I find this to be utter bullshit. All the air traffic controllers apparently got raptured. I know air traffic controllers. Those guys will not get raptured. <laughs> All right. I went, to school, I went to school for air traffic control management, and I know a bunch of ATC guys. Those, eyes are, those guys are not getting raptured. <laughs> with, with the shit they say and the, shit, the amount that they drink, not happening, dude. 
so uh so so that was like that's bullshit yeah there was no one there yeah at either airport because he even changed over to the other airport yeah uh yeah he yeah because yeah he he's, i think he did swap over to the LaGuardia airport because it's yeah. closer to the water uh so uh he's <laughs> here's the other thing too uh so they're flying back uh they're over the atlantic they're flying back they turn around but there's another plane like coming to them like head on and as they're doing that uh they they're like hey they're like trying to call over to them they show us oh, obviously there's nobody in the cockpit right uh and uh he's calling over them and he's, he's trying to tell them to turn i was like dude you can turn yeah it's like you can turn dude and he doesn't. He just keeps going, keeps going. And then he tries to move at the last second. I'm like, mm-hmm. number one, number one, there's things in the airplanes that make them automatically, if, if the pilot is not paying attention, they'll automatically deconflict each other so they don't hit each other. But you see an airplane coming, you turn so you don't go into it, right? He did. He ends up hitting the one plane. The other plane crashes. Yeah, he and killed he, like, people. And he, and he loses he all the, wing, he loses right? his fuel out of coming out of one wing. Which causes a whole other set of problems, right? I was like... But you have about four minutes to go there. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> long story short, toothbrush, terrorist maybe, who knows? <laughs> uh, but we get to the part where uh, Chloe is going to try to help them land. Uh, she goes onto the highway, steals a truck, which again, now theft. <laughs> and she's like driving down this highway, uh, clearing it off. Uh, and trying to basically make a way for the airplane to land once it's like basically limping back to uh, the East Coast. Because again, all the airports are shut down. Airplanes are littering the runways. They get there. Uh, she clears out all the little barricades off the road, but uh, there's like a fuel truck in the, in the way. And uh, what else is there? There's like a, uh, like a front loader mm-hmm. that's in the way too. So she has to go out. And I, I guess she has her classy license. She's able to move that sucker out of the way pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How does she know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the things you the things you get when you go to University of Central Arkansas. <laughs> That's apparently in California. Uh, the uh, uh, but the airplane comes in. They she lights a huge fire, uh, and the airplane's able to pick it out over the uh, over New York City apparently somehow. Uh, and they land, uh, and basically they have this controlled crash. Uh, almost hit a fuel truck. Uh, basically, almost everybody dies. Stopped but, at the last second. Yeah, yeah. it's like basically it did the thing where it almost like noses, nudges it, nudges it a little bit, but didn't even touch it. Uh, but everybody gets off, and it's a happy ending for them, except the fact that now it's like the end of the world. So, which whenever it shows in the cockpit, whenever they're they're looking for the big, I guess explosion that's going to happen, you see New York. It's not on fire. Whenever they land. And they get out of the plane, New York's on fire. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, because like if, the, if New York, <laughs> here's the thing though, if New York were on fire when they were landing, they wouldn't have been able to see that one fire, right? Yep. So everybody had to put out their fires <laughs> so they could see that fire and then they could let the fires go back again. Yeah. Another thing during that landing, so Chloe, you know, set all this up and then she's sprinting toward the plane where the plane's landing. Yeah. And when she gets there, does she go to see her dad? No. She runs directly to Buck Williams. Yeah, the guy she met for like 30 minutes. She maybe. just met him earlier that day and goes and hugs him like he's her long lost love or something. And then the dad is there. And then they Nicholas have a Cage. baby. 
<laughs> oh, that's that's a few books later. <laughs> that's like in part three. Oh, geez. But you know, I expected her to run to her dad, and then he she runs to this other guy that she barely knows. But apparently, they had a very strong connection very mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah, she should have quipped. So you're not going to see that U2 concert, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, the, the one thing that surprised me. So there, there's the whole subplot where Rayford is like cheating on his wife with this uh, with this uh, flight attendant. Uh, but the thing that surprised me, I didn't get this uh, at all, is that she didn't even know that he was married. Did you pick up? Pick yeah, up on that? well, because whenever he mentioned it, she was like, she's like, she's like, oh, the scandal. I'm with a married man. I yeah, I mean, I wondered if she knew because when he got to the airport, when he you know first got there earlier in the day, he took his ring off and left it in his car. So that made me think oh, he doesn't tell, you know, the flight attendants or his coworkers that he's married. But when he got in the plane, his co-pilot said something to him about his wife. Mm -hmm. So he knew, but apparently she didn't. Dummies. Yeah. (laughs) The heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, that's the movie. Yeah. Uh, in, in, In short... Uh, like there was a few other items here or there. Uh, there's one, tar- there's one part again, this is more aviation stuff, but, uh, where Nick Cage is like, uh, this isn't uh, the airplane's like a 400 ton missile. I'm like, no, the airplane's not that heavy, even fully loaded with fuel, more like 200 tons. <laughs> uh, I did think that there was a comparison. It was actually a steamroller that she had to move. And I was like, I, ma- oh. I immediately thought Austin Powers again. <laughs> so. Of that. It's like uh where's like uh the, the the scene in the first one where he's like get out of the way and the guy's like ah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's like get oh, out of the God. way it's been so long and he since runs I've over the that. dude with the steamroller so I was, I was just expecting like uh like some somebody like in the front of the steamroller get out of the way so uh oh and my other favorite part at the end of the movie uh when she's trying before she sets the fire to get the airplane to land she flashes the lights from the truck into a wall. Yeah. Did you notice this? Yeah. She so was like, she, can you see this? And like, bitch, fl- like it's covered. Yeah. She's like flashing the lights at like, it's like at the food fuel. It's not, it's, a, it's, a, it's at some, it's like at some wall or something. Yeah. It's some device. Yes. Yeah, something blocking the light. I can't yeah. remember what it was. Like, I think how it was they, another truck. How would they see it? Yeah. Can you see this now? Like girl, they're uh, high up in the air. There's no way they can see this. So you yeah. that dumb. So. But that was basically everything that I picked up from that movie. Everything important. Oh, Hannah. There's got to be something in the movie that you want to talk about. I mean, there are just so many moments <laughs> and lines and just things that happen. And you get very into these little side stories that really don't matter at all with the passengers on the plane and oh, everything. Yeah. But one thing, you know, after watching the movie, I was like, when you compare it to the book series, even the first book, I feel like everything that was included in this movie was a very tiny part of the book. Right. Like, like it's basically just the moment of rapture and like immediate aftermath. And it's, you know, less than a day that's covered right. in this movie, but it's so, you know, just so long and drawn out of this like small part of the actual yeah, they, story. They take out the whole political subplot of the book. Which I actually was my favorite. If we're if we're thinking of like stuff that I liked, like the the whole thing with the Israeli dude who like uh, it was like from the book where like this Israeli dude invented a way to like grow stuff in the desert. Yeah. And like people were trying to uh, like Russia attacked Israel 
because they wanted it. And so there was like a war, like basically like this whole political intrigue mm-hmm. side of things going on. And with on. the, you know, the Antichrist being part of the UN yeah. and all of that. So they took out all of that and it was just like a very small section of, you know, the actual story that's in the books. But yeah, that was the good stuff that they took, that they took out. Cause that's like the time with the, uh, that, cause that's a, you may ask yourself, how does an airplane pilot t- tie into that? And it's like, he really doesn't. It's more the uh, the reporter who ties into that stuff, uh, Mister Mister mm-hmm. Williams, Mister Buck Williams. Yeah, so. because he's in the in the books and in the other version of this movie, he's you know covering all these events, and you see him. Yeah, he's like a he's like a White House press correspondent or something like that, isn't he? Because uh, he's really I think tied he's in with like the political a, stuff, right? He's just like a journalist, kind of like what you said, like Anderson Cooper, or someone who would be out in the field. Yeah, but yeah, there, there's a lot of these books were. For what they were, they were they were interesting. Uh, I haven't read these books since I was in uh, high school, though. So yeah, I I read them in middle school, and um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a complicated history with <laughs> these books and the beliefs that go along with it. I don't know, did you, Did you manage to read through the entire series? Did, did you get all the way to the end? I don't think so. And I think I read the first few of the, you know, regular left behind, but I, in like middle school, I was reading the kids version. Oh, the tribulation kids. There are 40 (laughs) books in that series. Are you serious? I looked it up because I couldn't, I knew there were a lot, but I couldn't remember. (laughs) But I remember in middle school, I had a friend and like I had some of the books and she had some and we would kind of like switch them when we fit. Like when I finished one, I would give it to her and you know, we had different parts of it, but See, yeah, I don't think I even made it through the end of that because I was super into them. I loved the books. I couldn't stop reading them, and I really liked reading them. But I think I got to a point where, like, I didn't have the rest of the books, and I just never got them from the library or whatever. And I, But I think I got somewhere in the 30s, so I think I got close to oh the end. <laughs> but, you know, looking back now, I realized how much fear those books gave me and I just was, I was so scared of the rapture and that I wasn't going to make it, you know? So even though I had, I liked reading the books, but they still, you know, caused a lot of anxiety in me and I thought about it a lot. I mean, and that's, I feel like pretty accurate for honestly the religion in general. Yeah, that's what I thought that was, that's what, that was what that was for. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I it's like job done. <laughs> it worked. Right. That, exactly. <laughs> they they did their time. Yeah. They're making it to heaven now that they wrote that book. It's like I think I like I think I got like four or five books in like on the main books though because I was I was like like what the first ones left behind then like tribulation force then Nikolai then I think there's Apollyon and then there's one other one. I don't. I, I only know. I, like I know there's like the last book where it's like the end. But like everything's like in the first several books, it's like everything's like political intrigue, very realistic. Like they try to take like the stuff out of the Bible and try to make some realistic explanation of what they're trying to talk about because they talk about stuff like in the uh, Bible is like a, a, a lion that's got this kind of head and blah 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 and this flames coming out of its mouth and they translate it in the thing in the in the books as like oh it's a war and these are tanks and yada yada yada. Uh, but it's like they get so far in there. There's like uh, one part where they're basically like having these uh, bugs that are stinging people and they have scorpion stingers and all this stuff. But the only people who can see them are like people who are uh, Chris- the Christian people who are now 
saved mm. uh, after the after the rapture. Uh, but like people who are uh, wicked can't see these evil bugs that are stinging them, and they don't believe anybody. And it's just like it, it gets to like to the weird spiritual side of things. Like right. the further you go in, and I was like, I was like, this is like not interesting anymore because you're really not trying to like well, adapt the material. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think one thing that I mean we even talked about is like a lot of the stuff that's in not even just these movies, but the books, it's like, it's not actually stuff from the freaking Bible either. Oh yeah. 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 Like, but they try to play it off as it is in the Bible, hoping yeah. that you don't go read the <laughs> damn Bible. Yeah. Read this book instead of the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, it's, like, uh, it's kind of like in the Hobbit where they, uh, <sighs> they, it's like, yeah, this, a lot of this stuff's from the Hobbit, but a lot of it's also from the Cimmerillion. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's this other supporting material. Yeah. <laughs> so another book. I think that's where one of my issues is with kind of the whole, in general, the Left Behind series, trying to scare people to become Christians. But it's just like, but then you're trying to make people believe something that's not even written down in that religious book. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I I think a lot of um, Christians who believe in all of this, which I was one for a long time, but... They, because of Left Behind, because of how popular it was, the books and everything, it was a huge part of the culture, you know, in the 90s, 2000s, um, a lot of them kind of confuse what's actually in the Bible versus what these books said. And they kind of, I think a lot of it's very like mixed up in people's minds. So they think this is what's going to happen, but not really realizing you think this is going to happen this way because of you were exposed to all of this and that's what was talked about. And that was portrayed as a realistic portrayal of revelation. Yeah. So, so, but, so what, uh, right uh, before this movie came out, uh, it's like when these books were coming out, there was a lot of other books that were kind of covering the same subject matter. Uh, so this made me think about this too. And there were some other movies that were coming out that adapted those books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, there was a book called the end of the age that, uh, came out. It was like the one book and it went through the end like tight. Whereas this, uh, series took like several books to get through everything. This book like went through like the whole thing in one book. Cool. I don't have to buy one book. Right. <laughs> uh, but they made a movie about it and they had their rapture in there. And when the rapture happened and everybody disappeared, the clothes were nicely folded. Oh yeah, I do, do remember, remember that. that. Yeah. <laughs> what? I, that was, that was how it was portrayed. Thing. But yeah. in like Left Behind, they were just kind of scattered where yeah. they fell. What's mm-hmm. <laughs> hilarious? Huh? That's weird. Uh, so, oh man. So yeah, that's all of that stuff. Tell us what you think if you watch this movie, uh, and uh, tell us what your thoughts are. Uh, I'm 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 curious to hear it. I uh. I, I, having, having been very familiar with this material growing up and being where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's for all of us to go that, back and look at it for all of us. Really. That's, that's why I really wanted hand to do this too. Cause like we, all three of us very much come from that background. Yeah. So it, it, <laughs> well, and it's easy to see this movie and think like it's super cheesy. The acting is oh, over Cage the top. Movie, right? Yeah, it, there's just so many silly things in the movie that just that face value. The movie is just seems ridiculous. But I think you have to remember that a lot of people believe this is how it's going to go down, and yep. to them, it's not just a silly movie. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, these are facts. And, you know, I'm sure those people would have a lot of issues with how it was portrayed in this movie, um, this Nicolas Cage version, 
but still, you know, it's very real to a lot of people and, no. you know, I'm, I'm not one of those people anymore, but I was and, yep. you know. Yeah. Well, so I will say that uh, I do think this movie did capture the author books, book author's vision for their series because these guys are quoted after getting a special viewing of this movie back in 2014. Uh, one of the authors is quoted saying, it is the best movie I have ever seen on the rapture. Uh, and, uh, the other author, again, these are two guys who wrote all these books. The other author said it, I believe it does justice to the novel and will renew interest in the series. <laughs> so, so they, they were said like that about this version. Yes, yeah, they did. <laughs> Great. Wait, was this, was the, did this one come out in 2014? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, for some reason I was thinking 2004, but no, this came out in 2014. The, uh, the, uh, the first one with Kirk Cameron came out earlier. Okay. Yeah. Almost 10 or 10 years earlier. Uh, which the, that's a whole. And I know I, I saw that one when I was oh, like yeah. a teenager. Yeah, that which, one scared me shitless when I was ooh. younger. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, check it uh, if you want to watch this movie uh, and you haven't already. Check it out. Uh, you can watch it on uh, Amazon Prime. You can watch it on uh, IMDb TV where I watched it. Uh, and now I'm going to roll out the cageometer here. So we can assess how Nicholas Cagey Nicholas Cage was in this movie. Oh, this so, is new. So uh, on a scale from one to ten, how Nicolas Cage was Nicolas Cage in this movie? Oh, geez. Uh, you go first. Oh, you're just throwing this on yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming at you. Um, I'm going to say probably like a four. Yeah. I don't feel like he was too extremely Nicolas Cage in this Nicolas Cage movie. But um, he still got his classic looks and one-liners where he like says a line and kind of just stares at you for a few seconds like he's waiting for you to say something yeah um yeah so probably about a four-ish maybe it's like uh nicholas cage like uh on in like the weatherman basically so just like just like on the street level nicholas cage yeah yeah Yeah. nothing nothing crazy maybe average everyday nicholas cage yeah Yeah. so i guess if we're gonna do it like that then it's like more of a five i guess because it's like right in the middle yeah what are your thoughts as far as like, so you, you were saying you're not super familiar with it, uh, with the body of work of Nicolas Cage, <laughs> but uh, as far as like Nicolas Cage specifically, how would you rate his performances? Like, again, Nicolas Cage goes from like, uh, just like comatose to insane. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, before Ryan said four, I was thinking like a six maybe. I do think somewhere between four and six. I think he was kind of toned down. He was not that over extremely over the top not he didn't have as many you know quippy one-liners or like sexy looks or you know anything like that but he was still the hero of the story as he should be and you know he definitely had that seriousness and the things you expect from Nicolas yeah. Cage. So I would say somewhere between a four and a six, probably. Yeah, I, uh, I was thinking, as I was thinking to myself, on the on the scale of, on the scale of, uh, let's see, like Raising Arizona to Vampire's Kiss, which I think we're watching next week uh, for our next episode, uh, where uh, Am- uh, Raising Arizona, he's like basically just your average, average everyday Joe, and mm-hmm. like Vampire's Kiss, he's absolutely batshit insane. Uh, I was I was thinking this was like a two or a three. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I was I was like on the on the level of because I'm thinking back to the movies we we looked at last year, uh, which was Kill Streak, 
and uh, what was the other one? The the middle medieval one the, we watched. The night one. Yeah. Where he was in it for like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, even compared to those movies, this is like a really really straightforward procedural Nicolas Cage here. Because uh, like when he was the knight, he was kind of crazy. In Killstreak, he was like just more like your uh, mobster, mm-hmm. like uh, Nicolas Cage. So I, I I'd still put him at like a low low street level. Nicholas Cage, not too crazy. He's like he's like your he's like a he's like your dad, you know. And that's that's the role he's playing. He's not too crazy. So I was thinking like two or three, two and a half is where I put this one on the Nicholas Cageometer. Right. So, I think we average about like a four there. Yeah. There you go. So, so scores a four on the Cageometer that's there. And we won't do the normal ratings and stuff because yeah, well yeah, Nicolas it's Cage. a four on the Cageometer. Yeah. It's, it's a four on the everything cage-ometer. else doesn't matter. One other detail that we noticed and we had to rewind to, toward the beginning of the movie, um, you see a family photo of Nicholas Cage, oh, his yes, wife, and the two kids. Oh, yes, we forgot about that. And it looks like oh, he is just photoshopped, photoshopped. into the back. They're bat. all photoshopped in there. They just like got somebody's family photo and just like did a bad Photoshop. They of just put like their there. faces on oh, other people's God. bodies it or something. It was so but bad. We had to rewind to look at it again because... Yeah, that was. So we, we need to see if we can make that for our post. Michael Scott did better job when he f- f- photoshopped his face <laughs> on, like, trip. yeah, for the ski trip. The ski trip. Like, but then again, Michael Scott's got some pretty mad, uh, mad Photoshop skills. Yeah, so. it's not like he's doing anything else. He doesn't have a family. Yeah, that's true. Well, I guess he does now, but he's uh, sitting back, playing on Photoshop, eating his micro microwave ba- bag of uh, vegetables there. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh. So I'm uh so yeah uh, four uh, four out of ten for Nicholas Cage uh, Cageometer there uh, this movie uh, if you want to see it again uh, Amazon Prime uh, the uh, IMDb DB TV uh, you can see it on there for free uh, if you have those services or if you can get to those services uh, there are commercials uh, so you're not gonna be able to watch it straight through unless you buy a copy of it which I and don't the commercials it. do cut in at very weird times yes. and it's very startling at some moments and a lot louder than the movie yeah so be, be ready for that that's the scariest <laughs> yeah. part of the movie it you'll truly. never expect the commercial coming yeah it's very uh, accurate. but but I don't necessarily recommend it but if it, if if, it, if you want to see a cage movie and you're following along with us Check it out and uh, then see what we're talking about there. So good luck. Hopefully so that's you make it, for, it through. So that's it for that. We're done with that movie. That's right. Let's fucking move on. Uh, so, uh, but uh, before we move on with other stuff, we are so Cage Fest continues for another few weeks. Yes. Next week we are going on to Vampire's Kiss, right? Sure. Yeah, Vampire's Kiss. Which, spoiler alert, Nick Cage gets freaking crazy in that movie. So I'm excited. <laughs> Never seen it, so yeah. it'll be fun. I've never seen it either, but I've seen I've seen like uh, excerpts from the movie. So of course, as usual, we will have a special guest for it too. Yes, excited about that. Um, do 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 thing of the week. I was supposed to come up with something like this one. <laughs> oh, you uh, still haven't thought of anything? I yeah, you guys go, go first. first. All right, so my thing of the week is uh, Shit's Creek. I should have done that. I just started watching it. <laughs> yeah, we just finished it. Um, man, it's such a great show. <clears throat> the last episode, I even told Hannah, I was just like, this is actually making me emotional. Like, I almost kind of want to cry a little bit on the last episode. It was really, really good. So if you haven't yet, check it out. I mean, I'm pretty sure you can watch it on uh, Netflix, Hulu. Uh, I know it's on YouTube TV. I mean, pretty much anywhere you can watch it. Shows, you can find it there. So do you have anything? Or are you, are you going to skip Hannah? 
Um, I'll just go ahead and say this book that I just finished reading yesterday. It's called An American Marriage, a novel by Tayari Jones. Um, it was an interesting read. I read it for a book club that I was hosting that um, no one else read the book, so we didn't end up <laughs> discussing it today like we were supposed to, and I was disappointed because I really wanted to discuss it. So if anyone out there has read this book, just feel free to send me a message and we'll talk about it. <laughs> but if not, it's a very good book. It was an easy read and I enjoyed it. It hit some difficult subjects, but... Where can good. they find you, Hannah, to, to hit you up to talk about this? Oh, uh... <laughs> yeah, you can't just throw it out there and not give any socials I'm not really out there, but... Um, I do have an Instagram. There you go. It's Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, F, as in Francis, 313. That's my Instagram, Hannah F313. So feel free to add me there. It's a private account. I don't post very much, but you know, you can it's just there. add me and send me a message. <laughs> there you go. Uh, check out her SoundCloud, rap album dropping soon. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got my thing now. All right, great, because it's All your right. turn. Yeah, it is my turn. So uh, we, I, I did talk about this a little bit earlier. I, didn't, I, I did think about this, and I forgot, and now I remember. Uh, so nice. I did want to talk about cold brew. Uh, so that's <laughs> my brew. thing of the week, doing cold brew. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I uh, when, the, when quarantine started back early last year, I got really into, uh, like a lot of people, everybody got into like their weird little things they wanted to get into since they had time, right? Right. I got into making cold brew coffee. Because, uh, number one, Starbucks is expensive after a while, you know? And number two, even just buying it from the grocery store, uh, like buying like Stock or one of those other brands, uh, it again, that's like a, what, six, seven dollars a bottle. And you get like maybe like two or three cups of cu- uh, cups out of it, like before it's empty. Uh, so what I did was I started just making it like in like uh, mason jars. Uh, basically, what you do is you take the coffee, you grind it up, and you just dump it in there and then let it sit on the counter. It's the easiest damn thing ever. Don't, don't, the hardest part is just making sure you have the right coffee to water ratio, right? Uh, so a lot of trial and error. Made a lot of bad coffee. Uh, but it's, uh, it's been pretty good since ever since I figured it out. Now I got all these like specialized tools that I, uh, I sometimes use and I sometimes don't. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm still bad about it. I still buy the coffee from the store or I still go to Starbucks. But uh, when I don't feel like spending all that money, I'll go and grind some stuff up. And uh, <laughs> make my cold brew coffee. So, uh, cold brew coffee. It's uh, yeah. If you ever, if you're curious about that stuff, uh, just yeah, hit us up, uh, ask the questions, and I'll, uh, I'll I'll drop some uh, drop some knowledge on you about cold brew. So, that's that's the end. Oh, okay. That's the end I just didn't want to interrupt if there's anything else you wanted to say. So, <sighs> I guess that's it. Are we done? We didn't have any. Nicholas Cage sound effects. I was pretty surprised. Uh, okay, so I did my research, and there are no sound clips from the stupid movie that are worth downloading. So, because <laughs> he never he never really said anything that's he doesn't like, have any good one liners. Yeah, nothing was good enough. I'm like, I'll I'll download that onto my soundboard. So, uh, for Vampire's Kiss. Oh, there we are know a lot. That, yeah, there's tons. There I've already lot. looked it up, and there's uh, too many. Uh, so. We definitely have to have the one where he does the alphabet on there. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I actually, maybe. I got a, I got a good. Uh, I, I got to figure out how to pull this on there. But there's a good like video I found on Reddit 
uh, where Elmo like asks him to do the alphabet, and then he does the alphabet from the movie. <laughs> and hilarious. I want to post that so I can share that with everybody because it was great. So that's awesome. Well, Hannah, Hannah, sweet, sweet Hannah. Yes, thank you for visiting. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. Well, thanks for having me and. I finally relented and said yes. That's yeah, right. so now you have to do this like again. So I'm not making any promises, <laughs> but it wasn't as bad as I oh, thought it was gonna be. Yeah. So hopefully we can get you on here again for one that you're really excited about. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But Anthony, run through our socials so we can end this podcast. Oh wait, 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 wait! Oh, We're getting geez. too far. We haven't rated the the mead yet. Oh yeah, we haven't rated the beer. Oh geez. All right. All right. All right, go around the table here. Ryan, what's your score? Like a 4.5. 4.5. Anna, I give it score. a 5. 5? Everybody knows I me. I Like, 4 is, like, a really, really good score for me. 5 is, like, getting to, like, the insane level. Uh, my, uh, my score is a 3.7, which for me is a good score. Yeah, so. you're a tougher critic. I am yeah. a tough critic. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. Uh, it's a good one. If you're in the area, go get some mead from them. Yeah, I, I recommend it. Check it out. If yeah. uh, it's uh, if you've had mead before and you're like, oh, it just tastes like honey, they uh, they do some really good stuff with it. They uh, yeah, it's got some good flavor to it. So it's not what you're expecting. So check it out. All right. And so socials. Oh no. Let's oh, Insta Pod on Instagram. Let's yeah. tweet a pod. Uh, Twitter. Yeah. Let's do a podcast on Facebook. Adds up. Uh, let's do a podcast. Forty four on YouTube. 89. 80, let's do a podcast 89 on Literally YouTube. Two videos. Uh, let's do a podcast 89 uh, at gmail.com if yeah. you want to send us uh, uh, death threats on, on email. Sweet. <laughs> or or, or questions. <laughs> yeah, preferably not death threats. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, guys, as usual, if you have any beer you want us to drink, please let us know. Any movies you want us to watch, let us know. We'll watch, obviously, anything. Nothing is fucking off limits on this stupid fucking uh, yeah. podcast. <laughs> So, guys, thank you for hanging out, and we'll see you guys later. All right. Fuck that movie. Uh, There's that.